hear the million voices from all the world around. Feel the little advocates and the blessings that abound. Hello and welcome to another episode of Jen and Ajamis with me, Marvin Schneider, and the one and only, the mistress of awakening, Jen Ward. <laughs> Hi, ladies. I like that introduction. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. What's going on? Babies, it's not even sunrise yet. We wake up before sunrise, babies. We do, actually, but the sun is just starting to poke up. Mm-hmm. And so by the time... When everyone else is just getting up and having their lunch, we're like ready for the day almost to end, babies. You mean having their breakfast, don't you? No, their lunch. Like when they're having their breakfast, we're having, we're like, we're like done with work for the day because we've been working for hours. And then when they're having their dinner, we're already ready for bed. Yeah. We go to sleep when it's light out. So, what's been going on? Babies, there's a lot of good stuff being married to you, babies. You're really good at you're really good at doing your husbandly duty. And (laughs) yeah, babies, we ended up going to the craft store, which was we went for pillows, and we ended up getting right in the midst of the beads. Beads, so you can make more bracelets. Yeah, and so. Tell everyone what you you realize from beads. Uh, you tell them. They're expensive. They're expensive in Oz. Mm-hmm. That's why, babies, I was putting out um, calls for donations of beads, and you said, oh, don't be ridiculous. And then now you see it's a good thing. If anybody wants to send me their beads, I'm happy to receive those donations. Yep. So what kind of beads? Beads. Um, any shape, any size, anything in particular you're after? Not too little and not too big. So, Medium-sized beads. Yeah. Oh, I don't even well, have a bead to show you. So. Those are a little small, even bigger than them, a little bit bigger than them. A little bit bigger than little, them. Okay. Yeah. Are those size. I'm not picky, babies. I'm not an asshole about it. Yeah, so we went to this craft shop and we bought a whole bunch of stuff. And then by the time we went to the checkout, it's like, holy crap. <laughs> but the good thing about that, baby, is it made me feel like home. Like like you asked if the house feels like mine yet, and it didn't. And then for some reason, when we started getting beads, it felt like home more for me. Well, and... Um, so the other cool thing is that when I'm relaxing after work and I'm standing on the balcony having a glass of wine and just staring out over the mountains and the valley, you're sitting on your little throw um, cushion on the balcony and making bracelets. Yeah, or writing and, poetry. Or... And editing the poetry book. Yeah. Tell the listener how much fun it is to go through and edit the poems. You tell them, babies, because I think it's just fine, but I think you need to pay attention a little bit better, babies, because you miss I I find it. So, and these are 
there's quite a significant amount of rework you're doing in the poems. They're making the poems way cleaner, don't you think? Yes, babies, but that's because you've upgraded me, babies. Before it was just sloppy seconds and stuff, and now it's like literary genius, babies. <laughs> Can you just repeat what you just said? Why? Well, because it's just such a funny connotation. So my poems used to be a sloppy second. And I know everything's sexual with you, but I didn't mean it in there. <laughs> That's why I just wanted to check with you what it was that you were saying. Babies, babies, now everything's sexual with. I know that, babies. But sloppy seconds just meant like Lucy. <laughs> Anyone listening in Australia, they would have taken a whole different meaning to that. Uh, apparently. But people, people don't understand me here anyways. I thought I speak really clear English. And every time <laughs> I go to the bathroom or talk to someone, they go, huh? And I have to pull you over to translate. So we're in the craft store and we'd been out all day and you drink a lot of water. So you needed to go to the bathroom. So we're in this store and you walked up to a dude, a young guy, um, who worked there and you were asking, you know, um, where the bathroom was and he couldn't understand you. Right. So I had to, so I had to basically interpret for you. But I don't know what you were saying that that was different. You said bathrooms too. Well, and then I said toilet. I don't know. Maybe he, he was a young guy. Maybe he just wasn't that sophisticated to know what a bathroom was. I don't know. Babies. It's really yeah. odd that people don't understand me. That's, I'm probably like being a surrogate for people all over the world who are misunderstood because they go to another country and they're made to feel stupid because they don't know the language. But Well, but, you know, as a quid pro quo, you can't understand anyone in Oz. Well, come on, babies. We, get, we need to get one of those things on a phone which translates. Yeah, English. Google Translator. <laughs> yeah, from Australian to English. <laughs> Babies. Well. We speak English. I know, but so do people in Texas and in the South, but you might have trouble understanding them too. So I wonder if they have a Texan draw translator too. Don't know. I don't know, but I think by and large, Aussies are way more competent in understanding American accents. And I think part of that is because we get so much American influence in Australia on TV and through the media and mm -hmm. the news and whatever. You even encouraged me to watch TV just so I could pick up the language. But yeah. I don't know if it really happens. Yeah. When, I don't know if I ever told the listener this story, but when my dad migrated from Germany to Oz, he didn't speak any English whatsoever. So you know how he taught himself English? Yeah. He sat in the bathroom for hours on end and read the newspaper out aloud. It's so sweet. <laughs> and that's how he learned English. Aww. And what's funny is still after all these years, he still has a thick German accent. Babies. Yes, babies, I think. Yeah. It's very difficult to take out your root 
accent, I think. Oh, but see, the thing is that, you know, after about a month or so, he became so proficient at speaking English that he became a, an organiser for the, um, the immigration centre. That's so cool, babies. Yep, that's your stuff, babies. Yeah. Yep. And then another fun fact is I don't know how long they, they were in this migrant centre, right? So this was during the, the, the mass European migration after the war, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it was basically a bit of a theory um, in Australia at the time that you either populate or perish, right? So they wanted to sort of, you know, significantly ramp up the population. So they had this mass migration program. And um, so they put all of the migrants in uh, a migrant centre. And one of the migrant centres, by the way, is 20 kilometres. So let's say 15 miles from where we live right now. That's where my parents. Yeah. And that's why I was born here, because I was born just after they migrated. Isn't that's, that funny? No, that's a vivaxis. Yep. People tend to live like within 25 miles of where they were born. Yep. You know, it's Funny, we went by the hospital where you were born, and I could see you being, like, in your little, you know, being born. My little Marvin body. Oh, my gosh, you were so pissed. You like got to be all, reborn. Yeah, all this knowledge, and I can't use it with this brand new stupid brain. You were so pissed. And you felt, like, so trapped in that little body, babies. Yeah, I told you earlier, and I'll tell the listener, um, all through my growing up years, I couldn't stand being young and um, young and ignored and not, not relevant. So I was just desperate to kind of grow, get older, right? And I didn't, didn't really like playing with my little, you know, um, my little friends, you know, because I, I was way more interested in being around adults. I found them way more interesting than playing silly games with, you know, kids. So there you go. Yeah. The only time I, I got attention, like it wasn't when I was an adult, but it was when I went through puberty. Mm. So I was this little girl with these boobs and stuff. And it's like, that's like, um, that's like, um, it's like I went from one day being ignored to like, oh, how are you? Oh, you look so, you know, and it was just too much and everything. It was like, really? What else did we do? Oh, babies. I think we killed evil in the world. So remember, like, <laughs> oh, the God, you're actually going to tell the listener this one. Yes, because it's important. I thought we killed evil in the world because I went to the bathroom and it was so awful. That I thought, oh my gosh. You did a poopy. Babies, don't be gross. <laughs> well, you gotta tell the listener what we're talking about. I think they know. <laughs> All right. Evil in the world, just so you know. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so I laughed myself and silly when you told me that. It was so funny. <laughs> See, the thing is, there's always a spiritual context <laughs> to stuff with you, right? So, you know, snoring is, has a spiritual context. And it's so funny when we're sleeping, I, you know, I rub your shoulder every now and then and I say, thank you, Jen, for all of yours, all of your energy work. You're doing great energy work. You, you rub my shoulder or are you trying to, like, poke me awake so you can sleep? No, no, I'm rubbing your shoulder, babies. Come on, thank grow you, up. Thank you, babies. Boy, I missed you grow up. 
I miss it, baby, because I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Do some of that when I'm awake, please. I do, babies. I know you're very attentive. He's very attentive, people. I've never been attended to so well. <laughs> babies. Shh. No, I don't mean in that way, babies. You grow up. What else did we do? Come on, Sunday. Think back. Well, Sunday. That was Sunday when we. Um, well, that's the craft store. That was the end of the day. What are we doing in the beginning of the day? Oh, baby, you're trying to lead me into what to say. Yes, oh. baby. Oh, I'm glad you're paying okay. attention. I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we went to check out farmers markets to go give away our bracelets and to like show people that genuine healing is around. And we wore our Styron Myron shirts and some people, it's so funny that Australian people are different because nobody would like, they would look, they would look and they couldn't believe what they were seeing. And then <laughs> they'd look down like, like they can't say anything because it's wrong to say anything. And I wanted to engage everyone, but they wouldn't like that, so. Well, there are a couple of people that instantly recognize the whole, the whole Starvin Marvin gag and they did comment. Um, but so we, went to, we went to a little town called Rutherglen. It's about 20 miles from Wodonga. And it was a pretty small farmer's market. I was a bit disappointed with that one. But it was a gorgeous day. And there are only about 15 stalls. And, you know, my idea of a farmer's market is that you can go there and you can buy pretty much all of the fresh produce for the next week, all right? And so the only real reason you're going to a supermarket is for dry goods. But this one, this farmer's market basically didn't have anything. It had lots of little knick-knacky things, and, and that's fine. It's all, you know, cute. But it's not the kind of farmer's market um, that I'm looking for or that I think we want to see. But it was a beautiful day on Sunday. There was music and there was, an, and there was a dude that was playing uh, electric guitar with, I think, electric sort of backing instruments. So he was pretty good. And you, you, and we had a little date. We sat on the lawn, and um, you were nice to me. And um, well, you're always yeah. So nice we're sitting, time. we're sitting on the lawn, and you're on the right of me, right? Because that's kind of important because then you can read Starve and Marvin, you know, from left to right as people walk past. And a lot of people walk past, and they, you know, did a double, <laughs> they did a double take. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and w- when we arrived at the farmers market. The first stall that we went to, what did we see? Oh, I'm like a five-year-old. You're leading me along the story. We <laughs> saw these beautiful wool, Australian wool blankets, babies. So it was recycled wool, though. And that was the interesting thing about it. So the lady was explaining, it hey? It wasn't itchy. No. Wool's, That's wool's, not, was- wool's not itchy. In America, it's itchy. Oh, babies grow up. You grow up. Yeah, so it's a recycled blanket, uh, a tartan blanket, and they were really cute. So the lady was explaining about how that gets recycled and all the different tartan patterns. She put so much effort into it that we ended up buying one because you actually did want you did want to throw a blanket, didn't you? I, I wanted one, but... 
again, it's energy work is like, it's all about the, you know, and she needed a sale. She was a good person and she needed a sale. Now we went to other places where I would have bought something like um, uh, a product and stuff, but they didn't give us the time of day. So it's like, no, no. So it's not about what we're receiving. It's about what we're giving. Even when we buy stuff, it's about what are we giving. Yeah, and so at every opportunity, uh, Jen was handing out her Jen in the Jammies business cards, right? So just a little bit of promotional work. So I hope, Jane, if you're listening, I hope you enjoy the Jen in the Jammies. And I told you so. We're gonna we're gonna give you a plug. Oh, so tell them in the Rutherglend Farm Market, go see Jane with her recycled wool tartan blankets. They're really Nice. I would have gotten three or four or five, but, <clears throat> but you know, where's newlyweds start now, babies? And actually, you're teaching me how to not overdo things, babies. That's, um, that's going to be an ongoing process, babies. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the best. Because I think the natural inclination is, oh, that's cute. Let's get that. And it's like, well, hang on, just, you know, are we going to use it and how are we going to use it? So if it's got a purpose, then, yeah, let's get it. If it doesn't. Baby, you're just talking about that one plushie I saw. It was <laughs> that $8 plushie. He was so cute. He's still there waiting for us. He's got this white little thing and he looks just like you and he's so cute. He's just so good-natured and, and we should go back and save him, babies. Anyway, the point is we are... Um, on Saturday, which is in about four or five days, four days, five days, we're going to go to the Bright Farmer's Market. Now, the Bright Farmer's Market is a little bit further away. It's about 60-odd miles. So it's a bit of a drive. But Bright Bright, and the Valley, so Bright, um, there's Myrtleford and Bright and, you know, uh, a number of sort of little, little towns in this valley between two mountain ranges. And it's just the prettiest thing um, in spring. No, actually in autumn, um, all of the leaves from the oak trees, right? So along the, the road that goes through this valley, it's, it's basically a 20 mile boulevard of oak trees. And it's- well, that's, Can I just say how healing that is? Because what's happening is these trees on both sides, they both have their own magnetic fields. And what they do is they create an arch of their magnetic field. So they create it. And when you drive through them, you're driving through this healing magnetic field. Cool. So, yeah, it's, it's huge. And, and the trees would appreciate to be appreciated once in a while. So shout out to the trees, the oak trees. All right. As we're driving along, we might pull up and say hello to a couple of the oak trees. How's that? I was looking at a couple of trees yesterday, but only in our property. Yeah. So there's this long boulevard of oak trees. And in spring, obviously, all the leaves go orange and brown, and then they fall off. And it's really gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. if, we can get, if we can get our property in that valley, that would be ideal. Okay, babies, we'll manifest it because we wanted to get blue 
sparkly paint for one of the plushies' eyes. And then the next day we were in the bead aisle and we got it. So just as easy as that, we're going to manifest our property, babies. Yeah. So this is the property that we're going to have an orchard on and um, a greenhouse with vegetables and some animals, farm animals and a conference center and accommodation. So this is going to be our healing center. So come on, folks, help us manifest it all. It's all good stuff. <laughs> okay, so we have to talk about a couple things. Mm-hmm. And, um, the first of them is, babies, do I have a... Do I have a camera on my new phone? Yeah, of course. I want to take pictures. People want to see pictures of us and everything. Okay. I'll just show you how to use it. Okay. Well, that's important. But I want to talk to people about engrams. Two things this morning that's coming up is engrams. Now, I'm in this wonderful new relationship. The first time I've been around a man who hasn't been angry or abusive, besides like Mike and, and, and people, you know, who, who like... Genuine like healing what, people. Yeah, the genuine healing people. They, they keep their anger to themselves. But in the personal, Mike's not angry. Other, other men. But anyways, um, so you're the first person I've been around, first male interaction where I don't have to be on eggshells because you're going to be mean to me. And it's like, but what but. happens, that's my experience and stuff. So what happens with that is I have to always guard against those engrams. Like, like I'm watching you and making sure that you don't be mean to me and stuff. And <laughs> well, you, you never are. But that's what I have to have done that's a muscle memory of what I've done in the past so what I'm kind of doing is I have the engrams of those past relationships over here and they're trying to bleed into our reality now so I have to be on guard and like to like squelch them so I challenge every thought and challenge every belief system right and I think for me it's that like because let's face it, men have been abusive to me, you know, I mean, I have the scars, but with you, I think the engrams would be now that you have this new, wonderful, adoring wife who doesn't pull on you for anything, but you still have engrams of responsibility and uh, making the bills and all that stuff. So you got to realize, babies, that those are engrams from the past and they're not have to do with us now. The universe is not going to leave us high and dry. Good job, baby. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, babies. So what's the learning for the listener, though? Learning for the listeners when they go into a new experience, stop bringing their old experiences into it. Oh, people like it when we do a tap. Okay. So. We prevent old, we prevent all engrams from tainting the sacred now in our moments. So you're going to do it? You say it. No, my arm is jiggly. Will you do it? Okay. We prevent all engrams from tainting the, tainting sacred, the now. sacred now in all moments. We <laughs> prevent all engrams from tainting the sacred now in all moments. 
We prevent all engrams from tainting the sacred now in all moments. We prevent all engrams from tainting the sacred now in all moments. We prevent all engrams from tainting the sacred now in all moments. That's what's happening in the world when we're working for world peace. And there's so many people in the belief system that, oh, we have to have World War III or whatever. Those are the old engrams from the past. So, oh, so can we do one for Europe, for Ukraine? One more. Okay. We, we release visiting old engrams of war onto Ukraine in our moments. Oh, we could say the world. Okay. We release revisiting old engrams no. of. We release visiting. Oh, yeah. I think that's right. Revisiting. Okay. <clears throat> we release revisiting old engrams of war on the world. No, no, inflicting. Sorry, say it, say it again. We release inflicting old engrams of war onto the world in our okay. moments. We release inflicting old engrams of war on the world in all moments. We release inflicting old engrams of war on the world in all moments. We release inflicting old engrams of war on the world in all moments. We release inflicting old engrams of war on the world in all moments. We release inflicting old engrams of war on the world in all moments. I can gauge how important a tap is to how irritated you are in doing it. <laughs> Sierra was thinking we're just gonna, you know, mind our own business and do a Jen and Ajamis. But we should do another group tapping session for, you know, saving humanity or uplifting humanity at some point. Sure, babies. Um my body is starting to like un unknot from the the jarring move over here and stuff. So but the other thing I I got a nudge to talk about. To people with superstition. Okay, that's a good one. Well, people want to know if superstition is real or if it's fake. And you know what the answer is? Tell me. Anything that you believe is real if you believe it. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. Thank you, babies. You're welcome, but it needs to be said right now. People are buying into it. So if someone says something to you, and it sounds scary, it's up to you whether you're going to accept it or not, mm -hmm. right? So all you have to do is raise your vantage point like to the level of me and Marvin and say, oh, bullshit, this is bullshit, right? But if you can't do that, then you have to um, do whatever measures you can to not believe in it. So here, when I traveled, I took the earth off because I was so worried about not meeting, getting to you. So I didn't want to have to like um, be doing the earth healing while I was on the plane because I knew I was overwhelmed already. So I took it off and I just put it on this morning. And so, but I believe that I'm giving love and healing to the world through this. And I am because of that belief system. Yeah. So you, you can make your belief so strong and so pure and don't let anybody tell you it's wrong because mm -hmm. you know look at how many people tried to shut down gandhi or 
or any great avatar. There's not too many. Look at look at look at the um look at what Zelensky had to go through. You know, they called him, wrote him off as an idiot, a joke, and he's like He's amazing. Yeah. I think he's gonna be a beacon of light for leadership. He already forward. is. I, and I think, you know, all the other leaders all around the world, probably without exception, there's one or two. Um, they're just going to look like dicks in comparison to Zelensky. So. They already do. I think they already do. Yeah. It's so amazing. Here he's in the middle of this war and he's going around and like tending to the wounded and stuff. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I hope all the leaders around the world are paying attention because um, he's basically the the yardstick to measure against at the moment. So if I was going to do a tap, and we're not, because we said we're not, <laughs> we raise the leadership on, we raise, raise the bar on leadership to meet with Zelensky in our moments. We raise the bar on leadership in the world to meet with Zelensky in our moments. So the listener can do that one at home. Yes, that's, yeah. What else are we going to talk about? Babies. Ooh. I don't know. This is hard work to be your wife and to heal all of humanity and to take care of my body and stuff. So anyway, we're still busy working on the book. Yeah, it's a lot of work to edit with you babies because you don't listen well enough. Oh, babies grow up. No, tell them what really happens. I think you're changing. Um, see, a lot of these poems were originally written, what, a decade ago, some of them? I don't know, babies. Close you to a decade me. ago. And um, I think you're just revisiting them with a new perspective and a different vantage point. So um, you're upgrading a lot of the poems and it's making them way more... Um, connected if you like mm-hmm. you're helping and stuff and um yeah yeah so um i'm gonna try not to write more poems right now babies we got enough i don't think we need more in fact if anything we might want to take a small number out well we took the one out and we took some, some stanzas out babies that were yeah um the book's actually getting quite big so it can can do with slimming down a little bit. It doesn't Baby. have to. Babies, do you just work on slimming down me and leave my poetry? Talking about the book, babies, grow up. You grow up, babies. Right. I sent, can I tell them about the picture I sent to Michelle and Therese? <laughs> sure. I never reached them, though. I sent them a picture. Like, Therese... Michelle used to, Trace used to like get me all these protein bars when I was hungry and stuff and keep me fed and stuff. And Michelle would make me these huge sales that were, oh my gosh, were wonderful. And, and anything that I wanted to like help me, you know, stay healthy and stuff. And they thought they were really helping me diet. And, and by Australian standards, it was like too much food. So, so I sent them a picture of this bowl and it's got three slices of cucumber in it. And, and then I sent them the bowl, and they said, there's a new sheriff in town. And it's like, 
with you watching what I eat, it's like a whole different story. But that wasn't the entirety of your daily intake. That was just a little snack in the middle of the day just to tide you over. Babies, it didn't tide nothing over, babies. Well, then don't don't have it if it's not going to... Babies? I mean, babies. Babies. We know what's going on here. Yes, babies. All right. We should wind wind up a little bit. That's a good one, babies. Thank you. Thanks for well, suggesting thank we should do one today. Jenna and John. And we'll send pictures, people. We'll send pictures. And All right. Yeah. Now it's getting light out, so we have daylight to look at forward to now, people. And we've got book editing to do. Yeah. It's work, people. It's work. It's easier to make the whole book than just to edit it. I actually agree with that. It's easier to lay down the guts of it, and then you've got to spend... I don't know, a long time going through the editing. Yeah. All right. Thank you, babies. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Please like, share, subscribe, and share with your friends. Share with your friends. Um, share, 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 share. It's, you know, um, I'm always amused, so I'm not frustrated or anything, but I'm always amused, right? So the number of subscribers has been hovering around the 1500 for the last, you know, five, six months, whatever, you know, we get one or two and then we lose three and then we get one or two and, you know, oh God. So um, it's about time that this, this stuff goes viral, right? Because, you know, your the work that you're doing is just so important and it's just. You're doing it too, babies. And babies, a watch pot never boils, baby. A watch pot never boils. <laughs> I am. To me, it's just, it's an interesting gauge um, as to, you know, uh, the reach that uh, we're having. But, so. but for me, the gauge is when people write to me and say, thank you for that healing in the dream state. Thank you. Um, yeah. For helping ah, and you get a lot of that. You get a lot I'm of so mail. mail. Found you. Yeah. Mm. So that's the gauge for me. It's quality. Yep. But we could reach more quality if we had more quantity. I yep. used to get really upset that like people wouldn't share. Like I remember the first year I was doing hands-on healing, and I would get frustrated with each client. Like, why don't you share? Because humanity needs this, and it, it's just it's in its own time, babies. Certainly is. All right. Thank you for all the good work that you're doing. The mistress of mass awakening. The mister of mass awakening. Thank you, Thank babies. You. Um, oh, look at my little elephant. This came from um, Afghanistan from my friend Melissa, one of my clients. See? Wow, babies. Opal. Where are you going to put it? Your bookshelf is completely inundated with. Babies, grow up. There's plushies. so much more space. And besides, we don't have to keep all the plushies. We can we can give homes to some of the plushies. Well, I'm, already... gonna, I'm gonna keep my two. Well, of course, we're gonna keep the Tristan and Jordans. Yeah. And the Marvins and Jens. Oh, yeah. well, that means most of them. And the Kips and the Darshans mm -hmm. and the Magas and the Manfreds. Oh, well. So we are going to keep most of them, babies. <laughs> All right. Anyone in Oz, look for us at 
northeast Victorian farmers markets. Um, I think Bright is about as far as we're going to go. The good thing about Bright is that it's only once a month. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm looking, I'd like to be able to engage with a farmers market that's pretty comprehensive. So we'll, we'll just keep checking out the local farmers markets. So yeah, look, look for us in the farmers markets. If you're in the region, drop us a line and then we'll get you. Cheese. I've been craving cheese, so I bet they have a good cheese set up there. I'm sure they do, babies. All right. Thank you, babies. Thank you, listener. Please like, share, subscribe, comment. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye.